Sona from Gambia, Gambia with uh, the song called uh, uh, Gambia. Uh, she's a wonderful, wonderful lady back along there with uh, uh, soft uh, um, music. Welcome to Zambia Block Talk Radio. Uh, minus 30 degrees here in the in the prairies. It should be very, very cold. I, I, I don't know if you're experiencing the same kind of weather where you are, Bacalod, which we have here uh, up north. What's your temperature today? Today in Celsius, it's, 30, it's minus 30. Uh, we are around minus 24 in Celsius. <laughs> yeah, sounds right. Sounds just like it. <laughs> it is It is horrible. <laughs> horrible, horrible. Piaggi, good morning. Good morning, Roger. How are you? Yeah, you sound a little bit low. Are you also in the cold or what? 70 degrees here. 70 degrees in uh, Louisiana. Well, that's where you are. Yes. No, you need to come back uh, to, to Missouri, where you belong. No, I don't. It's too cold. <laughs> Titan, You're happy uh, today. Where you are? How cold is it over there? Yeah, go ahead, Jackie. Uh, no, I was just saying you're happy. You, you, you would keep everyone warm. Go on, Clayton. Yeah, but this one uh, uh, has been uh, out of control, Bianchi. Uh, go ahead, Titus. 10 degrees Fahrenheit. S- it's 10 degrees Fahrenheit, Minneapolis. 10 degrees. 10 degrees. 10 degrees. Uh, yeah, that's we're not too cold. No. It should be freezing. Uh, isn't uh, 30 Fahrenheit uh, the freezing point? Yeah, but we are not yet minus. <laughs> Oh, good for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, okay. Well, well, mm-hmm. well, 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 the freezing the freezing point is thirty two in Fahrenheit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so if you hit you are already below freezing. <laughs> I only count when I'm minus. That's when I think it's mm. too cold. Yeah, I'm in a building. Okay. I have a T-shirt on. I'm working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, today we have quite a lot of uh, issues. Uh, we we are going to, uh, to 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 be to, to be looking at. Uh, on top of uh, the hour, we are going to be looking at. Uh, uh, this video I discovered, Wakalonde, uh, talking about uh, human capital. Uh, human capital has always been uh, defined in terms of skills and stuff like that. But this professor comes um, to us and he says, how do we uh, create, um, how do we develop a creative mind? I thought it's, it's going to be uh, quite interesting because uh, I'm not sure if I was taught. I I I I, I was thinking about uh, mathematics, for instance, one plus one. When I was learning one plus one, uh, from grade one up to grade seven, probably no one taught me why I needed to do that. I just we just knew it was it was mathematics. 
there's a lot of things we've learned, and there was no reason. So maybe you as an educator, <laughs> you are going to, to help us. But what about if we started to teach kids as young as uh, uh, first grade, one plus one equals two, um, and then we, we go to using either money, so they understand why they are learning one plus one. But no one bothers uh, to, to, to do that. I don't know if that is your experience, but that will be on top on top of the, the hour. Um, uh, is this one area where we are missing out, uh, especially in, in Africa? Because our education system is uh, more theory uh, than practice uh, compared to here. So we'll be talking ab about that. Uh, on top, uh, on top of the hour, and it's going to be interesting. I can, I can promise you. I can promise that. Uh, stories around. Uh, let's let's start around uh, Africa before we go to uh, to Zambia. Uh, I'm not sure how many people like around here. Uh, Taita, Swamusange, uh, the the other Tonga guy, Tianki. Uh, if, if we have been paying attention to what is happening to Cameroon, um, there is uh, something deep there going on. I'm, I'm not sure how, uh, if you have any contacts, people uh, uh, from Cameroon, what is happening there. Some people uh, think they, I don't know if it's going to be a civil war, but <clears throat> the English part has to break out because uh, people are, uh, are fearing another Rwanda happening. Uh, in the English speaking, and yet the international world, international community, as as a uh, state, uh, they, they've been silent, so to say. Uh, any any thoughts, Michael, on there? I don't know if you've been following that story. Uh, I have uh, some contacts in Cameroon, actually, but it's from the French side. Uh, mm -hmm. Dr. Tamba, he used to live in Florida. He moved back because he wanted to go join politics back home. Now, in terms of the international community, I think the international community must stay away, because at one point or another, some of our utterances from Africans sometimes, you know, we laugh at other countries, we laugh at America, or just stay away from us, what, what, what. Yes, let them stay away and see what will happen. We're going to have another Rwanda, and that's when we're going to start running back to the international community trying to get help. As I said before, Roger, in Africa, when are we going to start using our heads? When are we going to start thinking? Are we still teenagers that need some father to guide us every time? It's just too much. When are we going to grow up? Well... To, to, to that point, we have uh, in Zambia uh, the opposition taking government to ICC, and we, we, are, we are beginning to see some kind of response, um, positive response, I would say, uh, from the ruling party, who have given us all kinds of excuses why they cannot stop violence. But now that they are being taken to the international community, we see them, uh, they are fidgeting, they, they, they are responding positively. Uh, maybe, just maybe, we don't have any teeth. Yes, we are grown-ups. Uh, when we wear pants, uh, we wear trousers, as it were. 
Uh, there we are grown-ups. But to sit down and resolve issues, uh, Mr. Lungu, Mr. Aka, just to sit down and resolve issues, I'm not sure we are there yet, Bakarundi. Yes, we are there. We are there. If you recall, we used to have Isaka. Whenever we had mm-hmm. issues, that's where we took our issues and got them resolved. Now, these guys are failing to go and sit down and talk. This is their problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, as citizens of countries, even the same thing that is happening in Cameroon, the same thing that is happening in Nigeria between the north and the south, Boko Haram mm-hmm. and the, the Arabs for there. These are things that they're supposed to sit down and say, what do you want? Where did we go wrong? How do we solve this? We're supposed to start having our own endeavor. If we can't do that every time we are running to some parent somewhere, them also will know, and they will, that's how they've taken advantage of our problems. And once they take advantage of our problems, we find ourselves in the situation where we are. If they find that we can resolve our own issues and we can come together as a people, nobody can come in and take advantage of us. We have to start thinking like adults and at the same time try to resolve. We can't just be running somewhere. Every time I fight with my wife, I run to Roger. I run to Kelvin. I run to <laughs> Nathan. Every time, I like that. I can't, we can't do that. Sometimes let's have our talk. They call it pillow talk. We go and talk in the bedroom and try to resolve what is making us fight. Uh, I'll go to others. Just a follow-up. Let's go back to our our country. Pierre, don't go away. When we start politics, you run away. Sometimes we have a lot of topics to discuss which are nice here. Again, we have uh, a situation back home uh, which we have never seen in Zambia before, and that is of political violence. If talking was that easy, these people could have sat down and talked and just stopped this kind of violence. So we can just argue the points as brothers and sisters. Why are we failing to do that, Wakarondi? Why is the PF failing to sit with uh, UPND to resolve issues? Amicably, rather than are going to fight, you know. If, if talking, if, you know, the way you've put it, you know, the way you've put it, yes, it's very easy. There's Here we are, thing. two years, uh, Mr. Longo, three years, five years, he's been president. They have failed to talk so they can settle matters instead of allowing Zambians to, to, to fight, to, to, to spill blood. There is one thing that you have to understand, Roger. There is what we call pride, and there is what we call foolish pride. Sometimes we do have foolish pride, whereby we fail to come down at the level of the problem that we are facing. Then the other thing is poor leadership from both angles. People must be able to put aside their pride. People must be able to put aside whatever they think they are and try to resolve matters for the nation. Everybody, there's nobody, you and me, there's nobody in Zambia who's bigger than the nation, bigger than the country. But we think, I am so big 
that I cannot talk to these little boys. But the fact is, what is at stake is the lives of the people, the future of the nation, the children, the mothers. You know, our mothers back home have been taken advantage of. And I can say they've been taken advantage of, advantage of all over the world. It's good that now our mothers here in America, our mothers in Rwanda, our mothers in Ethiopia, they are waking up and standing up and saying, you know what? Let's support each other. Let's go into leadership. Maybe we will change the direction of our country. But look at in the situation back home. They are used only for dancing. They are being whipped. You saw those women that were being tear gassed in Sesheke, lying on the ground. Who does that? Those are mistakes that are irreversible. We are supposed to have leaders, okay. but we don't have leaders. We have misleaders. And, 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 and to your last point, this is why we are, we are finding ourselves going to the international community. It is shameful. I agree with you. It is shameful. We should be able to sit down and talk among us ourselves. But we have seen in our country the, the church, uh, the opposition, plead with the president, Let's come together and talk. He has avoided to meet here his, uh, his brothers uh, for, for, for a discussion. And uh, therefore, uh, the others, the only remedy they have is to seek uh, the international, uh, international community. And sometimes also, uh, I was having this argument uh, where someone said, uh, oh, do we have to keep running away? And I said to them, you know, since... Um, uh, we are dependent. Our survival is dependent on these people. The day we, you stop coming to my house asking for money to buy milimil, that probably is a day you are going to declare independence. But as long as you are dependent on me giving you, or me dependent on you giving, giving me yakabunga, yakabunga, you may ha just have to control, continue controlling, controlling me. So let's probably, the beginning, let's start by seeking uh, economic freedom. If Africa can seek economic freedom, maybe at one point, all these other issues, we are going to make a claim to it. But as it is right now, we are, I don't know. Um, Titus, very quickly, uh, uh, to, uh, to, uh, talk, about, talk about this. Pianki, uh, uh, if you want to throw in, you can, you can do a, a, as well. Uh, on, the, on the Cameroonian problem and the wider problem that has brought on the table. Uh, by the way, uh, the same is going on in Mali. Mali is about, is about to fall in pieces um, for a civil war. Is about to start in, in Mali. Something is bad is happening. And I was saying to this other guy I work with, I'm not sure what the French-speaking countries, what the problem is with civil wars in Africa. It's like three-quarters of these problems are in the French-speaking uh, countries. I'm not sure why. Uh, very quickly, uh, Titus, you have a comment on that? Uh, 
I think uh, one other thing I have to say is, uh, I think if you don't believe in yourself, you are talking about economic whatever. Some people have come to Zambia because it's economic opportunities, and yet we are talking in economic independence. The moment we stop borrowing and start using what we have, we might be much better. If we can use what we have already to the fullest or check what other people are using it for, then we might be a little bit better. I think sometimes we don't even realize what we have. So we might go to IMF and yet China is coming to Zambia for something that is there. So that might continue keeping us dependent. Either now you just switch from IMF to China. But the reason China is coming to Zambia is something that they see that we have. It's as good as you having a gold in your bucket and you're going to get a loan. You just have to take that gold and create it into money. You don't need to go to a bank. You probably need to loan people yourself having the gold. Until we understand, look at the people remitting money to Zambia. Does the government know? Do you have any record of how much Zambia they've remitted from across last year, 2018 finished? How much money was put? Nobody knows. And we have embassies all over. So how are you going to discover that there's potential on that? We might as well loan Zambia some money on these small loans and SM, SMS loans that people give. So on top of the hour, we, we are going to. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's on top of the hour. We will be uh, discussing uh, a very uh, critical subject, actually, uh, human human capital, uh, and uh, that's what we are touching uh, to uh, Titus. Uh, where you have gold, you have copper. Uh, so many years, we don't know what to do with it. Uh, probably part of the problem, it is the way we were developed as a, as a nation. Uh, that creative mind, innovative mind. Uh, we could have figured something. So I, I, I agree, I agree with, with, uh, with, with you. Um, Roger, just a minute, yes. just, just an addition. We are still singing what Kaunda was talking about long time before 91, that the copper prices are low, the copper prices are low. Do you, do you understand now that whether the copper prices jumped 1,000% today, the copper does not really belong to us? If the Concola is That's no longer Zambian. Mm. So we are still talking something that we don't even have anymore. Mm. Unless you talk about agree with the, that. the taxes that they charge on these minerals that other people that own those mines are getting out. So if the price goes up, the one who's happy about it is the owner of the mine. So I think all those things, it's a story of we used to have this. You don't have it anymore. Okay. That's, that, that, is, that, yeah. that is fair. Uh, we, we were talking about uh, a, an African story, uh, which a lot of us are not paying attention to, uh, there may be genocide uh, happening as we speak right now in Cameroon. Uh, the international world is, uh, international community is silent. Uh, Vakalonde thinks 
uh, running to the international world, uh, uh, community is a waste of time, which we all agree. Um, but we find this problem in Zambia, uh, the opposition, the, and the, the what they can't talk. Uh, our Congo has always been like that, which we can't figure out what what, what to do. Um, so the well, dependence syndrome, yeah, as yeah, your problem in Zambia is not like it is in Cameroon. <clears throat> your problem in Zambia is strictly politics at this moment. In Cameroon, you got factions. Those that's been those that has been contrived by the French, then you got those who have been contrived by Britain or the remnants of Britain, the Anglophone. In other words, they speak an Anglo language. Those in the other part of the country is speaking the French language. The culprit is France. That's the culprit. Every place you look where you have these situations going on, you do a thorough investigation, you see that it's some policy that France has that's causing these problems. Matter of fact, you had some world leaders speak on it. One was Putin himself. And you had other Cameroonians. You have had Ivorians. And you have had uh, Malians speak about that grip that France have on her former Francophone countries. And I stand to say this, Roger, that Africa as a whole will never reach its fullest potential when you have that situation existing on either side of you. Look at Nigeria. Nigeria had it, has it on the left side, the right side, and also at its top. Nigeria's back is to the sea. And then you look at Ghana the same way. So, uh, no, your condition is is strictly political right now, but uh, theirs is uh, more serious. And what would France be if it didn't have this stranglehold on these former colonies? Okay. Uh, Well put. Uh, Our worry... um, um, uh, Laura Minty w- was on on TV. Uh, she was explaining uh, how that uh, Zambia is the country which has never been mentioned in the same statement with uh, ICC. And today, Pianki, we are mentioning Zambia uh, in the same statement, uh, 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 in the same sentence as ICC, uh, meaning we uh, slowly but sure we could be getting there. Uh, the uh, we, we are a country who has never known uh, this guy comes from this tribe, this guy comes from here. But now, because of uh, the politics we are experiencing right now, we are beginning to see those lines. So that is our worry. Uh, but thank God, I think we have passed, in my view, we have, we've, we've passed that stage uh, where, uh, say for instance, in in Kenya, in Kenya, Chikuyu cannot marry a, a, some, a something, something here. It is a problem. But we Zambians are, are not there. And I hope we can make a stop very, very quickly. We can say no to that kind of uh, uh, po- politics. Uh, other stories, uh, a happy one. This one is a, a happy story. Um, Botswana has given uh, a loan. 
to Zimbabwe for 600 million, uh, Kelvin. 600 million dollars. Who does that? <laughs> and this is what we are talking about here. You know, while all of us are running to IMF for a bailout, here is an African country writing a check to another African country for $600,000, Kelvin. Talk about that. <laughs> uh, so, Roger, uh, let, yes. let's get uh, this straight. Is it 600000 or 600 million or 6 million? What is it? 600 million. 600 okay. mil. Buddy. So, <laughs> right. So, you will remember that uh, I've been an advocate of Africa trading with Africa. <laughs> yes. Right? Africa has the money. Africa has the resources. And this is an mm-hmm. example, right? Yeah. Uh, let's look at uh, Botswana's economy. What does Botswana do? If the World Bank had never funded the, the, the cattle project in Botswana, uh, what probably most people don't know is that uh, Botswana is mostly arid. Uh, they can't uh, really grow crops. So the cattle project is what has spurred uh, Botswana's economy. And uh, they've done very, very well with that. They have, uh, you know, minerals here and there, which is great. But for them to afford that kind of money and lend to Zimbabwe, first of all, let's look at uh, what interest rate are they lending to Zimbabwe at? What conditions have they set for Zimbabwe to satisfy for, for, you know, for them to get that money? You see that? We're going to discover that it's cheaper it's uh, less stressful to borrow uh-huh. from a fellow African country than go to the IMF or the World Bank. If Africa wants to progress, I won't even say develop, if Africa wants to progress, they must embrace this intra-African lending. They must do that. I'm, I'm happy that uh, you know, Botswana has done it. I just hope that uh, Zimbabwe will be able to use that money to shore itself up, pick itself up, and still be able to pay back. Because if they won't pay back, Roger, that is going to drop the confidence of every African country to lend to another African country. Period. Yes. Yes. Period. Yes. So we, we, we should get... In the next five years, we should get to a point where Zambia can borrow from Malawi. Zambia can borrow from Egypt. Zambia can borrow from uh, Nigeria. We no, have Zambia can lend. <laughs> Zambia can yeah, lend. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I was, I was going to come to that. You preempted uh, oh, okay. my next statement. Zambia, Zambia should be at a point where it can lend to South Africa. It can lend to Namibia, you know, things like that. You see? Uh, it's, it's, it's a question of political will. It's a question of what leaders do we have? What's, what's their vision? Uh, you know, what do they want to achieve in their you know, mm. five-year tenure, ten-year tenure? You know what I'm saying? I've always said that uh, the only time that uh, maybe a country like Zambia will, will progress is when we have a, a president who doesn't care so much about uh, tenure, who doesn't care so much about uh, retaining power, but who cares about setting the foundation for people to work on and develop and be uh, successful? 
that's the only time such things will happen. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. For us to be able to find that one uh, uh, president, uh, it will take us a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On top of the hour, human capital, stay, stay with us. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting discussion. I promise. I, I promise you. So we... So we are looking around uh, uh, stories around uh, uh, Africa in Cameroon. Uh, take time, um, either on Twitter, support them. I think there is uh, some hashtag there. Uh, we are try- they are trying to stop uh, uh, genocide uh, happening um, uh, to the English-speaking. Sp- and then we find uh, Botswana here uh, writing a check to fellow African countries. How we hope uh, for them to be able to write a check like this, Kelvin. It means they've got uh, how much in, in the in the reserve? Quite a bit. You know, Absolutely. They I mean, they, they obviously have to have. A, I just hope that they're not printing money <laughs> to lend. <laughs> to lend. No, to, but this is dollars. Uh, this is dollars. This is dollars. There is no way they'll be printing uh, dollars. No one will allow them to do that. This is dollars. This check is. Is in dollars. They'll print their local. They no, Roger. They'll print their local currency. In, in they'll print their local currency worth the six hundred million dollars. Countries do that. Countries uh, uh, do that. Kelvin. Kelvin. Not Botswana. Yes. Not Botswana. Not Botswana. Kelvin. Well enough. The, the well enough. The thing that we should look at is the thing we should look at is how much do they have in their reserve, uh, okay. and uh, that tell us what they are doing. Uh, there are some countries that are doing very fine in Africa, but uh, they fail to emulate the Western world in terms of renting out to other African countries. Now, this is a start. Probably, probably this would help other countries to realize that they can do what Botswana has done. And, as you said, it's a very brilliant idea, the intra- African lending and business. Probably this is the route we should go. I remember I wrote in one uh, Facebook uh, posting where I mentioned that we should also start thinking of having the the London Metal Exchange to be in Africa. We are the ones producing the metals at the white-collar jobs in London. Why is London determining on how much I'm going to sell my own copper. Those are things that Africa must be able to come together and realize that they can be making enough money within themselves. And it's coming to uh, them, not it's going straight to IMF, getting their loans back. Because in that case, you find that some of the money that of coming, just like you owe when you owe the banks, you have, they have direct deductions. It doesn't even come to Zambia. Okay. Yeah, well put. Um, for a country to just uh, print money and then, uh, I'm, I'm not sure what what COVID uh, means. Uh, Zambia prints money, and uh, I'm, I'm not sure who how how they get their uh, the, the the dollar. I don't, I don't know. It is some economics Kelvin may need to research and share share with us how that can be done <laughs> because we know what that can lead to. It can well, lead to a very big devaluation of your currency in no time. Yeah. Well, um, 
Mm-hmm. It, well, if <clears throat> Zambia could print money based on the resources yeah. it has in the ground. Right. Everybody do they that. They can print. They can, they can print money that. for uh, interest. And do probably um, projects which are done in Kwacha. But to transfer yeah, that you're right. Money, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And you know what else too? If you if you got copper in the ground, you printing Kwacha against the copper in the ground. If you got a means to take that raw copper and turn it into a valuable product, copper pipe, copper wire, and so on and so on. Then that copper in the ground becomes more valuable, allowing you to print more quacha. Right. Roger, Roger, allow me to Kelvin. say this. Roger, listen, Kelvin. just because, just because <laughs> they report that uh, $600 million was loaned uh, to Zimbabwe doesn't mean that uh, uh, the currency uh, was not printed in uh, the Botswana Pula, for instance, right? They could have printed. Six hundred million dollars worth of Botswana Pula, right? And, and given it to yeah. Zimbabwe, they could have done that. You see that? I'm not saying that's what happened. Botswana has a, a, a sound economy, and if you remember, I did say that Botswana's economy is anchored on the beef that uh, you know uh, the World Bank uh, uh, funded. And the diamonds too, Kelvin. You don't think the diamonds have done them good yeah. as well, the diamonds? Roger. Uh, the problem is you're very selective in your, in your understanding of what I'm saying. I did say, uh, I think Titus will barely witness, I did say that uh, the beef production is a major boost to that economy as well as other minerals. <laughs> And you know another thing too, Roger. Real quick, uh, your copper price is set by London Monetary Exchange. Now, if you want to get away from that, you need to. There needs to be established a block of traders on the African continent that agree that this is the way it's going to be. Same way the euro is. You got Zimbabwe. You got all the Southern African countries. If you become a block of traders then that block of traders have the ability to do exactly what's going on at the London Monetary Exchange. You set the price of your natural resources. But it, yeah. it just doesn't happen overnight. you got to have the ability, like I said before, to process your natural resources. You have to have a good educational system. You have to have skills training yeah. for your people. It takes yes. all yes. those things yes. for that to work. Yes, yes. That is um, that is uh, probably what why even the topic we'll be talking about human capital uh, will be very very critical. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was I was reading through the notes. Reading through the notes. Someone has their radio on. So we can hear the echoes sounding. Roger, Roger, I think um, it was me. I'm, I'm, Roger, I'm sorry. I'm yes. not going to join you in the second hour. I have to be in class at 9 o'clock. Thank you. So I'm hanging up right now. Okay. Uh, you have 20 minutes. Where are you going? Stay here. Um, we, we, uh, 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 it, it is difficult, um, Kelvin, 
for the African cities to raise municipal bonds. Uh, we see municipal bonds uh, happen uh, all over North America. They are the ones uh, uh, building uh, the, uh, the American uh, cities. It, it is through municipal bonds. According to this article, we don't have people qualified enough to look at how to, to write these instruments. So I'm trying to agree with Bianchi anyway. I'm trying to agree with... Uh, no, with, with, no, no. I disagree with you, Roger. I'm sorry. It's not a question of we don't have qualified people, right? You write a bond on the basis of the ability of the market to pay back, right? Uh, okay. Here in Indianapolis, here in, hold on, here in Indianapolis, uh, we decided to build a new stadium for the Indianapolis courts, right? The yes. city wrote a bond based on their ability to raise on uh, us as citizens that work to be able to pay, right? And I say this because, look, if in Zambia today, right, uh, we assess that, uh, you know, we have uh, 3 million uh, uh, people in the workforce and uh, the amount of tax they pay comes to $10 million. For instance, we can write a bond up to $10 million. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's the city of Lusaka, where the, 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 the stadium is built, can write a bond up to $10 million because they know that uh, the citizens of Lusaka have the ability to pay that $10 million. That's how you write uh, the, these bonds. Okay, let's, let, let's not be on, on the bond thing, uh, because it, it will just uh, confuse us. All I was trying to agree with uh, Bianchi, uh, it is our creativeness. Why uh, the London Stock Exchange uh, sells our copper where there is no copper in London? Uh, 54 years of independence as, as Zambia, uh, the whole uh, entire continent, our, our cocoa is traded somewhere else, not in Ivory Coast. Uh, uh, diamonds, not, not in Congo. Uh, the most precious metal being used in cell phones, not, not in Congo. We are losing out. The question is, what is happening to Africans, we Africans? Why can't we sit down, write things down which will bring back our, uh, our, the money back to Africa? What is the problem? What is the problem? And we are going to talk about it uh, on top of the hour, the, 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 on, the, on the human capital, how we are developed as individuals. How we are developed as students. Probably that has caused us to be punched if you punch. Punch! Miss Lucas, good morning. Good morning, Miss Lucas. I'm using her phone. This is Priscilla. Oh. Uh, Priscilla and I are on the same line. Both of us wanted to say something. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yes, I did want to say something um, on on uh, what you're saying that Zambia is losing out. Uh, Africans, what's wrong? I was talking to a friend in Nigeria with these elections going on, and we're trying to answer the same question: What is wrong with us Africans? And it just comes down to that sometimes the people we have in power 
it may not be government, but the people who run these systems behind the scenes, they're the ones who control, or maybe there's, there's too much greed. We, we start off in a good way to say, let's sit down together and see how we as Africans or Zambians or people from the same common place, let's see how we can benefit. We start off well, but then greed comes in. We want to benefit for ourselves and we forget the common good, and that's where things go wrong. When our foreign entities come in and say, okay, we'll, we'll take copper from you and so on, some of the people in those deals benefit, but the whole country is not. So I am not sure how we can change the system or, you know, what needs to work, but it has to be done differently. And, you know, just a side remark, as we were talking, we were talking about elections, we're saying maybe Africa is not, as a continent, elections are, are still a foreign concept for us. Perhaps there should be another way to elect leaders because every time we go through the election process, there's rigging, ball, uh, ballots are tampered with, and so on and so forth. But anyway, that was just a side remark. The main point for it, the good side, was, uh, It's a good side remark because at the end of the day, most of these African countries they are not even getting the result they want after holding no, the election. No, they are not. Very expensive. Mm-hmm. Injured people. You know, they are not having no, a, a, a Nigeria, for, for, for instance. Uh, we are not sure. The people wanted Buhari back, no. but somehow they found their way. Buhari. Yes. Yes, there you go. Yeah. Cameroon. Someone but, who doesn't but, even but live in Cameroon. Coming back to the minerals, Varoja, <laughs> if, if you remember oh. back, not too long ago, it's been less than six months. Well, it's been less than a year, and I, I posted some of these things on Facebook. They were showing how children in the Congo uh, are picking, um, what are these things we use in our batteries? I think it's lithium or cobalt, I'm not sure. But they were showing these kids, uh, they, they, they use children miners or child miners because I guess the place is very too delicate to use a, a machine you know, or to be, use a big, deeper, bigger hole. So they, they send children to go into these little places and extract these things. And so when, when it came to, the, um, to attention, to the world attention, they did not give it the same response as they did with the diamonds, blood diamonds. With diamond companies like the beers and other uh, diamond companies, they, they said, you know what, we're going to make sure that none of these are blood diamonds. You know, we won't sell things that were, done, what, that were illegally mined. But in this case, these are things that we're using in our laptops, in our phones. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the whole world uses this. Diamonds, not everybody buys a diamond. I don't know about Roger, if Mrs. Roger at home has a big old rock. <laughs> we won't put you on the spot. But it's not, diamonds are not going to affect everyone. But the, the, the stuff that is in our batteries, that we use in our phones and laptops and all kinds of gadgets, it affects everybody. So these tech companies did not say anything. No one even said, oh, none of us are going to say, I'm not going to buy a phone. I'm not going to use a phone until they rectify the problem in Congo. We all kept quiet. The only thing they said was, okay, the children should go to school. But guess what? They go to the mine, and then they go to school. That still is not a solution. That's the end of my submission. Yeah. The, 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 the mineral is called tank, 
Tantalum. Oh, okay. Tantalum. It is uh, the one used in cell phones, DVDs, laptops, hard drives, and stuff. And stuff. Tantalum. Mm -hmm. It is mined in. Uh, it is mined in uh, in Congo. Uh, that is where they, they, they mine uh, this. Uh. Uh, I, I will move to, 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 to the next one, Bam uh, Sokotane. This should be Bam Sokotane, or am I confused? Mr. Noel, good morning. Good morning, Roger. Good morning, everybody else. The question to you, Bam Sokotane, is that Zambia and Zimbabwe are the only two countries in Africa who are printing. Uh, the examination, the, whose examinations are printed abroad. I'm, and I'm not sure by abroad meaning South Africa or the print somewhere else, but we are the only two countries in Africa, Zambia and Zimbabwe, who are printing their exams abroad. Examinations, we give other people to print to us. Talk, talk about that. If, 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 the, if the reason is because the government is scared of the papers leaking, then, then that could be a good reason. But no. if the papers of the exams are being printed abroad and there is still rigging, then they are defeating the purpose of printing the papers abroad and wasting a lot of money by printing the papers abroad. The papers could be printed in Zambia, and there could still be enough security for those papers not to be leaked. Because if the papers are leaked now, then there's really no reason of having the papers being printed abroad. That's just my thought. I would, I would hope that the reason was so the papers don't leak. But if the papers are still being leaked, then the analysis should begin with Zambia and Zimbabwe. We are the only two countries. There are 54 countries in Africa. How, how are the others printing papers? What is, I, 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 I hope it's a coincidence that Zambia is, is ends with a Z and Zimbabwe ends with a Z and they are the last they are the last is the last letter in the alphabet. But I no. think yes. Don't let Roger uh, put you under pressure. Roger, look, it's not just a question of printing papers outside the country. Because for you, you're looking at it, it's costly to print outside the country. No. We can have no, it's insulting. Uh, it's costly and insulting. No, no, no. We can have, that's why I'm saying you're looking at the cost factor, but we can have a local printing company in Zambia that charges far much more than it costs to print outside the country. Why? Because maybe the technology the, the, the internal uh, 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 country uh, has allows it to charge more. You see that? So bring, bring up a different argument to this. Right? We can print from outside. It's okay if it's cheaper, if that's what we can afford. Right? But, if it costs but, but, far much more to print internally, why should we do that? But if that was the truth, Kelvin, then all the other countries would be printing, would be printing abroad as well. If that was the case, no, no. We find it impossible. Yes. We find it very expensive. No. Only no. the two of us. 
No, 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 no. If no. if it was no. if it was cheaper to 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 print abroad than in your own country, then all these countries will be printing abroad because it's cheap. No. In my point is not even cost. My point mm. is that this is insulting. Mm. Insulting. A country, mm. we cannot do our own examinations uh, in our country. We, we cannot afford. If, if it is a cost, it is still insulting. If it is a cost. If it is the, what I'm talking about, said about uh, hiding the exams from the kids so they don't see us because we, we mistrust each, each other and therefore it should be done somewhere, it is just as insulting. Exams, ladies and gentlemen, exams, exams, we're talking about exams. If Mukuba Secondary School uh, produces, uh, t- teaches its, its kids, Mukuba or Copper Belt itself should be able to produce their own exam within Copper Belt and teach their kids. It should be as simple as that and not the exporting. Exams, exams. Someone else should do, should do it for us. Hey. It, 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 is, it is a shame. It, it really, it really is a shame. I mean, are there any printing companies in Zambia who can be able to handle this? I mean, because it seems even ballot papers are being printed abroad. I don't know. Can I, I say mean, something? Oh, <laughs> I'm laughing here more because political. I, sorry. Go on. <laughs> I would know, Matilda. They were no higher political to ballot papers. <laughs> But while Roger is, is explaining himself about national exams, I'm asking the American in this house. I don't know if Dr. Patrick is there. SATs, are they the same? So I gave an example. In Kansas City, when they write SATs, are they the same as the ones they write here in Orlando? He said they are on the same day. I said, is it the exact same thing or exact same question? He says, I don't know because they're exams. No one is supposed to know that. Don't by no chance, Kesha, because <laughs> we know that our whole country writes the same exam. But here's the thing and the point we should not miss. Our education system or the education, education has changed, but the education system has not. And our children do need to take exams. However, if we put so much emphasis on it, we they end up losing the essence of education or of learning. Kulivena, it's all about passing, and how they pass, they don't care. If it means all we care about is the points that they get, and that's not good. You find that, okay, earlier six points, or whatever, can't stay in university too long, they try to get work, and then they can't, they can't work. My mother employs people. She told me that it's so, it's so bad these days, you can't find anyone good. They'll say they, they did well on the exams, but they can't work. So now with technology, you give a person an assignment, they'll give an excuse to go in the field. While they're in the field, they take that assignment to somebody else and say, can you help me with this work? And then they come in. But Tukubomba say alone at work, people are failing because they don't know. Tabasa and basic things, and not these are not things that you need to go to college for. Things that you should have learned from grade one to grade twelve, or because yes, yes. we have put too much emphasis on 
the final exam. I'm not against exams. I'm for it. There's no way. There's no way the whole country wants over grade seven Malipasa. It's a bad system because you are pushing. You are pushing people forward. You don't want to deal yeah, with the right. problem now. You are pushing it into the next group of people to go and teach them for you. Matilda, Matilda, thank you for that point. Do you know that no kid in America fails? Do you know that? That's because of the system. If you talk to educators, yeah. they have the system yeah. of pushing people forward. You find yeah. that a person Adam is in the seventh grade. I know fourth grade. And I'm, and I'm agreeing with you. Why should I you? The American system is uh, oriented to be more practical than uh, theoretical. You know what I'm saying? Every kid goes through. Now, what separates kids, smart kids from those that are being pushed through is which university are they going to? If you have to go to Harvard, yes, your results have to show. If you have to go to Yale, if you have to go to, uh, 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 you know, a highly uh, uh, thing in university, right, you ha- your results have to show. For those that did not really, really make it, they go to community colleges, they go to uh, Trump University, they go to lesser uh, uh, strict uh, universities. And this is the problem. If we adopt this system in Zambia, we are going to be producing not just raw graduates, but dumb graduates. I'm agreeing with you. Thank you, Roger. I'm glad. We, we from what I understand, uh, Ms. Lucas, um, the, one, the, the exam, I think, is computerized. So question one, and question one to the other guy seated next to you will be totally different. So it is a bunch of questions, uh, and the computer just throws questions, very different questions at you. So it is. Thank you. Uh, it's, it is not Thank a question you. one. Yeah, question one. Where is Zambia? Uh, the next guy, question one, will be where is Nigeria? So totally different. Uh, I don't know. The answer might be the uh, the, the same. But at the end of the day, again, my argument was uh, Zambia, we cannot develop our own exam. Maybe we do uh, develop them, but again, we have to send them and we have to hide them. Uh, A lot of us have been exposed to American education system. Uh, My son from uh, primary school until I think when he wrote the provincial exam, it was uh, in, in high school. All these other uh, exams are local, are local exams. They, 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 they grade them. The, the teachers, they know, uh, they, uh, they grade them. They say whether you are going to uh, progress to the, sec- to the other grade or you need to, to receipt for, for exams locally, within the same, the same school. But here we are in Zambia, first and foremost, grade 7. We are hiding papers from children. Oh, yo, leakage, leakage. What leakage? You know, when these exams are just supposed to be developed at the same school, so that, uh, you, you know, people can say, okay, this is where we are going wrong, this is all within the province, in my view. 
We should be capable no, of doing that. You know, Roger, you are right. Because when you come to a, a science test, you cannot have the same test for somebody from uh, a rural area school who has never seen uh, uh, a mine. Who has never seen a mine yes. and then you tell yes. them about uh, yes. the, the, the mining. They have no clue. Simple experiment, science experiment. We do it in a lab because you're going to Kablonga boys. But if you're doing it in another school where there's no lab, then how do you compare to write the same exam? So on that point, you're very, very right. Yes, I agree with you. Somebody has agreed with me somewhere there. But I was very mad about this. Uh, <laughs> and then we come to jobs. Somebody, we, we are creating jobs overseas yeah. uh, for people who no are doing these jobs. We were in Gawakuni. We were in Kushomu. Who were Tadita? Who were Tadita? That's for me and you, Kelvin. Who were Tadita and never Kelvin? Okay, okay. I'm up for the challenge, bro. <laughs> Good morning. Uh, one, one, yeah, these numbers are confusing me. No way, we're 631. Okay. Uh, 913, good morning. Good morning, Mr. Rod. Ah, long time. You know, these numbers, it's not easy even to, to, to know them. How are you, <laughs> Mr. Um, uh, Zebron? Good, good, good. How are you? Matilda, how are you? Oh, wait, did we know Zebron long time? I'm fine, thanks. Good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm just, li- I'm just listening to you. Know, you found the question we were talking about Zambia and Zimbabwe being the only two countries in Africa whose exams are done uh, abroad. And by abroad, we don't know if it is uh, South Africa or Dubai or someone. Uh, in my view, my submission is that that is very insulting. We should be able to produce. In 21st century, after all, uh, we should sit down. Simple software. Uh, we don't know how rural area will deal with this. Uh, people should sit on the, on the computer. Nine o'clock, they open the exam. People start to sit for the exam. Not this hiding kunuma. People cannot even talk with this and this. That is 21st Katwishi for that colonial. You know, some of us who attended school in colonial days. Hiding exam for what? Just give them the computer there. They'll figure it out. Gosh. Actually, me, I was actually going to agree with the very first gentleman there that talked about uh, if, if it's a leakage thing then he's, you know, uh, at least they're, they're right. Uh, I think I would, I would agree with the gentleman, you know, because in Zambia right now, this leakage thing is just, it's just getting so wet. And then uh, I was listening to Hot FM, because I tried to listen to some Zambian thing going on. I was listening to Hot FM not too long ago, where they said that uh, they had actually um, um, shut down the School of Medicine at Commonwealth University because uh, they were producing half-baked doctors in their sense. So they just kind of like shut it down, and then all the doctors in their second, third year, they were all affected, and they just didn't know what to do. It's just because of this leakage thing, because people, as Matilda said, 
Right now, people are all about passing. How they pass, they don't care. It's all about me getting my hands on that examination paper, and I pass. And uh, uh, it says printing. So if the, if the exams are being prepared in Zambia, but they can't trust the printing companies in Zambia to print and then distribute those papers to schools, uh, uh, you know, maybe they're, everything is prepared in Zambia, and they just want to print somewhere else abroad and then keep them safe out there until the time for exams. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't criticize, criticize the whole process, in my, in my opinion, because at least these people are trying, are trying to kind of like tackle the leakage problem. Okay, maybe they tried to put it in Zambia, it didn't work. Mr. Zebron, so Mr. Zebron yes. listen to this. Yes. Why is leakage only a problem in grade 7, grade 9, and grade 12, and not the University of Zambia? Because the university professors because prepare their own exams. Yeah, and yeah, people yeah, yeah, pass exactly and people fail. Some of us have yeah. attended college here in, uh, in North America. No one had to hide the exam from us. The same professor brought the, the exams to us. So this wicked thing of hiding things from children, in, in I don't understand it, to tell you the truth. You know, wicked, we're hiding from who? However, Roger, I beg to differ on the second aspect. Because children also tried to break into the offices before it became computerized. They would write out, fill out papers like, like we did. There are also kids who tried to break into the office of the principal to try and steal those exams. So, yeah, tricking. I just wanted to make that point. But I still, okay, I still agree where we can, a business, uh, we can still make uh, our own exams. I agree on that aspect. Yes, we should be able to make our own exam, especially locally, provincial level, up to grade, uh, up to grade nine. Maybe let's have a national exam in grade twelve. And by the way, no one should, in the 21st century, no one should be able to fail until you failed grade 7, go out of school. Grade 7, 14 year old, we have no place for you, you have failed. We should stop this nonsense, in my view. Grade 9, 16 year old, we test them out of school. What are we expecting them to do? You know, exam should be there to measure where your competence is, how much help you need. Where are you? Where are you weak? Where are you strong? Roger. What should we do with you? Roger. Exam should not be, be, and this is why we hide, Baba Zebron. This is why Roger. we hide this exam. Roger, uh, I'm, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad uh, you mentioned uh, you mentioned one operative word, which is uh, competency. Uh, even here in America, for a very very long time, exams were not competency based. Uh, there are universities right now, like uh, Western Governors University, that have introduced uh, an academia that is uh, competency-based, a curriculum that is competency-based. You see that? Now, obviously, there's a stuff that is required. <clears throat> I would love for African countries, Zambia especially, right, to introduce a curriculum that is competency-based. What do you know? Not what you have memorized. Right? Correct. Not the tradition. Correct. Right. Not Correct. the tradition. 
what what practicum what what do you know what can you apply practically when you graduate uh that's why uh i think before steve jobs uh, died he said uh, we need uh, an educate we we should not ask kids what they want to be when they grow up no we should ask them what they want to change why because that way you are challenging their intellect you are challenging how they think right you you can get more answers from a child when you I, ask I, I them what right, what can you change right what can you change what do you want to change right the kid will start telling you i can i want to change this and this is how i want to change it and whatever 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 yes. whatever right the current education system in zambia like we said first of all is not just backward because today i'm sure there's a course at uh, the University of Zambia that speaks to how Europe and the developed Africa. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Let's talk about now. What are the dynamics today? How can yes. I make a contribution yes. to make sure that uh, based on the, the understanding of my dynamics in the world, this is yes. what uh, Zambia needs to do yes. to get out of that cacophony. Yes. So, but I, I don't know if you agree with the, my, my argument. If the aim of the classroom is to find out where you are strong, where you are competent, where you are weak, there will not even be any need to be hiding exams. They will just give us. Well, we want to see where yeah. you are strong, where you are weak. Yeah. Well, you, you are, you are partially right. But if it's part of the why our exams are structured that, let's just take for grade 7. Pakuya grade 7, Zambia has how many school places in grade 7? Pakuya from grade 7, grade 9 to grade 10, they are grade 7 to grade 8. Those schools are, the, um, um, the higher you go in our classes, the classrooms are smaller and the school spaces are smaller. So part of having a cut of points is simply numerical, you know. Mm. Uh, that's a huge part of our education system. So one solution, as you're saying, is the one up on a part grade seven. It's not that now for now, because what happened to a part now for now, test you. Why that now for number grade seven? Babuka is a school of Babuka. We always have a part number grade seven. Ewa is a number one, number grade nine exam. So child, it's not that number seven child for now. The mind was not developed enough, or people teach rough at different stages, different rates. They apply themselves differently. So, but uh, he was incompetent at grade seven, but then competent at grade nine. What happened? The child is still developing, you know. But it's a part of our system is numerical. But among how many colleges do we have in Zambia? So at grade twelve, our question is, we send our mother A, mother B, we have to qualify one six nine grammar college. Don't go question C, you are nothing. Whereas in this country, if I've got a C, I'm still good, you know. So that's part, that has to be part of the solution, building more education facilities. Okay, so we all, I, I, I don't know if we've all agreed, but uh, there is definitely, in a if I was running as president, this could be my platform. No child will be sent away from school because... Uh, inverted commas, you have failed grade seven. Inverted commas, you have failed grade nine. That is nonsense. That is uh, nonsense. It is we, the society, it is us, the school, who have failed. 
Not, not, not the child. Yeah, but you would have to start with building classrooms that are enough for common. You can't have a classroom with five, with a hundred students. So you have that. You, you, you know, you, you know, to that argument, what I say, what I say mm-hmm. is what this man's father did when he was a minister of education, Mr. Kotwani. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Kotwani, when he, he came, he said, uh-uh, we are throwing too many children away from school. He started mm-hmm. at, so at special, but not special, but those who are coming in. Yes. Yes. So uh, we started accommodating more people. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was president, if it means the children being three hours in class, and so everyone can have school, I'll do it. If everyone has to have school, wow. I'll do it. But, well, yeah. Because there is no justification under the sun. Why any student should be sent away from school? That is criminal, in my view. Sending but, a child away from school. I don't, I don't, I don't, old. We don't have a place for you. Twelve years old. Fourteen years old. Roger, I don't, I don't disagree with you at all. But what I am saying is that how do we fix it? We look at a really practical way of fixing it. So instead of buying ministers two cars and four servants at the house, how about we build more schools? So we don't have to say... Oh, the president buying five million dollars plan. How many schools would have been built from that? So so what I'm saying is that our our solutions must be practical because they will give that argument and I guarantee you, you go to parliament today, the president would just say, no, we can't have 150 students in one classroom, so we need to stick with the cutoff point, and it will pass. But if we begin to say, okay, we understand that the school places are so many, the teachers can only teach so many, and two hours in class is not enough time for a child to learn. So let's cut uh, from the budget of uh, the office of the president, the budget of the minister, person or whatever, and let's build more schools, let's employ more teachers. So those practical solutions are what are going to move us forward. But we need to focus on... So you think you are, Rachadi, it is very practical to to cut down to so we allow others... Others no. sit in class. Vambi should be in the street. With, I don't it's agree with three hours or two hours in class. I don't agree you, with you know, three hours or two hours in class. So. You know, Vachali is on the right track. He is talking about cutting off the pork from things that really, really are not needed. It's the same. That's the job of the Minister of Finance. The Minister of Finance can allocate and say the taxes coming from this toll gate, the money that is coming from this toll gate will go to education. The money and the taxes that are coming from the mine are going to the hospitals. The money and the taxes that are coming from, 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 from tourism are going to this and this and this. That's how it is supposed to work. That's how, as a minister of finance, you allocate funds from the government or taxes and so on and so forth. So what Vachari is saying is, 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 is correct. You cut off the pork from some of these things like exactly what you talked about and exactly what you Roger said. But the Minister of Finance is supposed to allocate money coming into the government to these entities. Every year, money coming in from taxes from the mine is going to build hospitals. Money coming yeah. in from the targets is going to school. Every year, these things will improve. The mandated, uh, the mandated um, 
UN uh, portion of your GDP which should go to school is 6%. Zambia yeah. is committing less than 1%. Less mm -hmm. than 1%. Corporate yeah. Zambia. But any any um, research you are going to, to find, we are on the bottom. Even in what on Congo, Congo has put it's putting more money. Uh, Malawi six percent. A lot of these countries six percent. And, and I, I almost shed a tear the other day when I saw the president buy the plane has landed. I know Zambia has a lot of problems. We have a lot of Ngongole, we are paying interest, but to see the president bring a plane at now which ten when you are you, you are failing to put money in schools. Ah this money Roger yeah? Roger, okay, let's look at some of these things uh, practically. In Zambia we have a track record of we can complain about something while we are we're complaining about something else, we have all forgotten about the one million dollar fire trucks. Nobody has been held accountable. Nothing has happened. Oh, so no one has forgotten that, my brother. I can tell you. No, but uh, no, no one has, 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 has forgotten that. Who has I can tell you that. Accountable? No, who has been held accountable? No, no, no one. But no, uh, but people have exactly. not forgotten. Roger. No, no, Roger. Roger. Can I come in? Can I please come in, Roger, to uh, answer let, the let question of who not accountable? Let me, Mr. Charlie, finish. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Because what continues to happen is that we complain about one issue, Yapita, and uh, some another scandal comes up. Kwabo which is priced four, five times higher, nobody cares about it. So every politician, whether you bring HH or anyone, they are going to say the same thing. So you, you, you know what I mean? You know what I The cattle of, no, no. of corruption, PF corruption, I don't think people no. have. Roger, Roger, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, you talk to my cousins, they are PF. You mean they haven't seen that these people bought fire trucks for 100 million? And remember, when a democracy is majority, all you need is a majority to, to say we don't care about the 1 million trucks. I want yeah, but but it is so. So here's what I'm looking at. I'm not looking at just but I, but I, a solution. But I don't waste don't waste Just just really quickly, in South Africa, that's why I like uh, EFF. The noise that they make, they are the minority party. The noise that they have made has gotten Zuma fired. These are some of the things that we should look at our friends and say, yeah, those people man, no, no, but they did something and something happened. Someone was held accountable. That's what those people are in the place. It's the best way we can express our, ourselves. Um, but I know what you mean. I don't know what you mean. Don't waste your energy trying to convince Roger. Roger knows and is doing it deliberately. You know what I'm saying? What you are yeah. saying is very true. Why? Why should it take another regime to come and yes. persecute the people that are doing wrong today? Where today. is a, a yes. system that prevents, I've always said, Ab the biggest exactly. problem we have as a country today is that we are more reactive than proactive. 
put in yes. proactive, put in proactive mm. measures, internal controls the, to prevent such the, things. The, the, you cannot buy the, a drug for 65 million. You cannot buy a fire truck for 42 million. You cannot do ABCD. Where are those systems, Roger? Let's not wait for to to become the president, the, Roger, and then he, he looks back and starts persecuting people. The, the, we the waste moment, time and money to start persecuting people that have, have value uh, them. The moment, gentlemen, we are going to have uh, a functioning democracy where people can go in the street and march. R right now, a public order act, uh, the police are seem to be against the public. And Facebook, Twitter, and they are doing magic. People are talking. You look at if Malungu makes a post, look at how much people talk back to him, the young people, how much they are talking back to him. You know? And they talk too much. Yes, you got my Roger, what is your discussion yeah. on human capital? You guys sound like you're having a start, civil war. Let's start, let, let's start on you. human capital. Because Thank you, guys, Mr. Uh, Thank capital. you. So the question uh, is, uh, how do we, on, on human, uh, talk, talking about uh, human capital, I, I, I started by asking a question when we started. Uh, my question was, uh, in class when I was in grade one, I was taught one plus one equals to two. Uh, until I think when I was in grade 12, I, uh, even to grade, grade seven, grade nine, grade 12, whatever, no one told me why I was, uh, I don't know if this makes sense. I was doing one plus one in grade one. We are not, we, we, we are not uh, 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 trained to think that way. We were taught to, to memorize. One plus one equals to two. Exactly. That's a good point. They should teach you why one plus one is two. Why is one plus one equals to no. two? How can you applicate? So my question to us is uh, the creative mind. We've been arguing, all of us. I posted something on my Facebook where we are showing the competence for a lot of African countries, Zambia again was dead last in math. Malawi was ahead of us uh, in math. Uh, uh, Tanzanians of this world, Mauritius was up there in math uh, uh, competence. We are down there. And I begin wondering, is this why we have failed as a nation? Not only our leaders, but even we, the the people. Is this why we have failed as a nation to figure out what to do with our copper? Because our minds have not been trained at that level, at a higher level. We have been trained to, to look at one plus one is equal to two. Why is one plus one equal to two? No one probably uh, told us. So this morning I ask a question. Ladies and gentlemen, first and foremost, we who have been exposed to diaspora and those uh, in, in 21st century, how can we help create uh, creative minds in, in Zambia instead of what we have gone through, the memory lane, where you have to memorize stuff? How can we develop uh, children, those who are following us, 
not to go through the same trap of failure, of memorizing, but they should be creative minds. What do we need to do? Pianki, why don't you begin? Well, well let me we say do? this. Let me say this. I'm going to give you an example. There was a there's a there's a very rich family in the United States. It's, one of them was a U.S. senator. They called the Danfords. The Danfords went into a boys and girls club and started assembling children to be the feeder of a school that they were building across the street from a public school. Picture that. And they operated in a boys and girls club with some young kids for about a year or two. Then they built the building across the street from the boys and girls club, which was across the street from a public school. At the time went by, the public school closed and all the students that was going to the public school go to their school. If you get the picture. So what you need to do, and I'm not saying that you need to do, but this is a suggestion, looking at something that has already been successful in the example I've given. You need to go to your villages and start classrooms that's working to teach your children basically why one plus one is two. Because you just have admitted yourself that what's going on now is not producing what you should have. And if you continue... If you continue to accept that, then you have to ask the blame. It has to be on you, not the government. Because you already said the government is not doing it. Absolutely. Like uh, absolutely. We, we, anywhere in the world, well, most parts of the world, the government, there's always a complaint of the quality of education in the government schools. Even here in the U.S., there's a level there is. So Zambia... Um, one of the things that I love, I don't know to what extent Zambia incentivizes businesses to provide. You are answering the question, how do we develop creative mind? Go ahead. I just wanted to do. Well, to, it's, to, it's, to, it's uh, developing so creative mind. mind. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> touching on what Bianchi was saying, we need to go, he says, go to the villages and build schools that will produce competent children. So I'm trying to look at it from a, from a practical point of view. Why, do they, why does the American businessman feel that it is worth going in and with my money, go do something that helps uh, the underprivileged to lift them up. So part of the incentives that they have, is there a way in which Zambia can do the same thing? Incentivize the, the, the HHs of this world to go build something that can help. Maybe it's the tax rebate. That's one area. Um, and unfortunately, we, we always run back to government. Whether it's them opening schools or whether it's them making it conducive for the private sector to open schools and be able to provide the quality education. And, and for us in the diaspora, we figure out a way to partner with people on the ground uh, to be able to, to provide better education. Yeah. Uh, Roger, can I come in? Please, please, uh, please do. The, the, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, go ahead. The, the, answer, the answer to your question does not lie in constructing schools. No. We can construct one million schools. The answer to that question lies in the curriculum that we provide. I just told you that uh, the U.S. for a long time provided education that was not competency-based. Even today, 90% of the kids 
are pushed out, not based on their competent ability, no, but based yes. on a, a, a subjective grade. <laughs> you see that? Uh, look, I, I, my son, my son is in eighth grade, and uh, there are certain grades that come through, and I sit down with him. I was like, let, let, let's do this math. You passed uh, this math? Yes, let's do it. He can't explain a single crap. I'm like, how the hell do you have an A when you can't explain this? You see that? So the answer to your question, Roger, is Gambia needs to sit down and look at its curriculum today and ask itself, are we pushing out the right people out in the field? How can we transform? How can we change this curriculum? How can we measure somebody's competency? There's a difference between competency and ability. Ability is just you reporting to school every day, and because you report to school every day, you get 25% of the final grade is based on your attendance. No, we can't do that. What we need to do is look at somebody's competence, a student's competency. And when we talk about competence, we're looking at that student's ability, right, to understand the practicality of that subject. If you're an economist, you have to show competency in how you understand numbers that impact economic development or a lack thereof. That is the answer to your question. Thank you. And that's but a good answer he's too. Saying, um, he's saying uh, to create a, a, a to create a creative mind, uh, you need to incentivize uh, uh, creativity. You have to provide uh, grants, uh, creative minds to test uh, to test their uh, to test their ideas. Um, and, and Roger, another part of that is the classroom side. Because once you give the teachers the right curriculum, they have the right incentive. Now, one person can only handle and really pay attention to how many students. Let us go again. Roberta, you are online. Please, you can be so throwing in. This is a deeper discussion. What I want to find out is what kind of investments probably do we need. Why I bring in that question is, uh, yes, we can, uh, like Kevin uh, has said, we can have one million classrooms with empty heads in there. So Roger. what kind of investment do no, we no, need first and foremost? For instance, for the teachers. No, but Roger, it's not just the number of schools. What I'm saying is that even once, we, first thing, we put in the right curriculum, we give the teachers the correct incentive, but they can have all that. If they have 100 pieces in class, it's still not going to produce good results. So you, it, it, there's no one... I, I, and one that's a question I'm, I'm, I'm trying to ask when now we come yeah. to investment, when, when, when we yeah. come to investment into a classroom. Uh, what kind of invest, investment do, 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 do we need to, to make? Uh, our friend in, in Rwanda, uh, good things are coming out from, from there where um, private schools uh, are closing down because people are going to uh, government schools. Uh, government schools have computers. They are requiring that every teacher, uh, like here in North America, okay, I don't know about um, U.S., 
but here in Canada, for you to teach at any school, I think even in America, you have to have uh, a bachelor's degree. In Zambia, you only need well, boys to, to, to go to teacher's training college. No, no, Roger. The question is, Roger, they started degrees in second grade. You yeah. have to have a degree in Zambia too. They started. Roger. Yes. Yes. One of the best black schools, high performing, that even outperform white schools, none of their teachers are certified. They come from industry. Where 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 what they are teaching oh, like they have worked with yeah. every day. Another thing, your curriculum should be in the direction that you want your children to go. One thing yeah, they should like, learn I, the language of mathematics. Mathematics is a language, especially applied mathematics. That should be a mandatory objective of your courses that you're teaching your children. And another thing about human resources, human resources are very valuable. Mm-hmm. Look at China, what it done with its human resources. Look at America in the black community with the abortion rate where over since 1973 they have aborted over 19 million babies. How much how many countries of Zambia is that? Yeah. So human resources are very valuable especially when they're young but they have to be well educated. And skillful. Now you got something. You become a threat to those who are already established in the world where you are beginning to compete with them for what everyone else is competing with. It's not that hard. Yeah. Roger, it would be interesting. Roger, can I come in? Rwanda. Let me speak. Let me speak. Miss Priscilla, come in. Um, I'm just going to go back to what we were talking about. Um, like, we we need to develop a curriculum or we need to model um, our curriculum according to the area where we're at. I'll give an example of uh, the Bronx. I noticed that, um, well, I'm, I'm going to talk about the music industry here in the United States of America. Most of the musicians, the artists, the black artists, that we know that are excelling in that area mm-hmm. come from either the Bronx uh, and Brooklyn. Um, I had the privilege of going to um, a, a Bronx um, middle school, and the emphasis there is art. I was blown away because we went early, and there was an art ex- exhibition because th- that, that, that's their concentration in the Bronx. There was, a, there was an art ex- exhibition by these middle schoolers, black, black children, Hispanic children, immigrant children. They're artists. And so the emphasis is art. And when I talk about art, they were paintings. So there was that ex- um, exhibition, excellent, excellent, sculptures. After that, we went in um, for a concert. First, um, they did poultry. That's their strength in that area. That's mm. their strength. I like that. There was poultry. There was poultry. The kids, the way they were just going on stage, the confidence, the way they were talking about hum- freedom. They were talking about emancipation. You know, I mean, they, they were using words that only adults use. 
And they teach them, they groom them like that because that's, that's their area, that's their area of concentration, art. After that, there was dancing. They were dancing and some other kids were playing drums, some other kids were playing guitars. It was just amazing. I have it on tape. Now, imagine those kids like five years down the, down the road. And I even stayed after the shows. I was asking them, what do you want to be when you grow up? I, I, want, I want to be a producer. I want to be an actor like Eddie Murphy, who hails from New Jersey. You know what I mean? Or I want to be like Jennifer Lopez. She used to, be, she used to live in the Bronx. There's nothing wrong with that. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is, here in, the United, here in New York, in that area, in the Bronx, in the Brooklyn, they've recognized there's art. Art sits there. And they're, they're pumping in money in that region to develop these kids. Some of them will come out to be accountants. Some of them will come out, you know, working at the stock market. But I, I guarantee you, the bulk of them will be artists, like PDD. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's my contribution. Okay. Uh, well put, I, I, I would say. Uh, to 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 this idea, to this question of uh, how do we d- develop uh, our creative minds, uh, there was this element Ramwanda has brought in, uh, how to incentivize uh, uh, creativity into some of uh, some of these schools. Um, I don't know, gentlemen. Uh, what first? What we are going to do before we even talk about creativity? We talk about uh, incentives. We, we have children who are only attending uh, class, like teacher idea, for two weeks. They have had no, no, no class. Um, that is another problem. But I think that's another problem for another day. Is there a, a difference, uh, Kelvin, uh, between creativity and innovation? Are those two different or are they the same? No, one leads, uh, one leads to the other. Creativity leads to innovation, right? You can't, okay. uh, you can't be innovative if you're not creative. You have to be creative to, 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 to be innovative. To be innovative. Mm. Yes, sir. I agree with that. Um, right you agree with him? Today. Today, today is March. Made. My day, today is March the second. My is <laughs> today my is day March is May. Twenty nineteen. I agree. I'm, I'm starting up a diary. I'm starting up a diary of an excited black man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you cannot have an innovative mind. Uh, creativity uh, brings uh, uh, brings uh, I- I- innovation. Innovation. And again, yeah. I was struggling with uh, this question. Uh, we are driving home. Um, I'm saying to to, to myself. Uh, so how have we failed to figure out before we even blame Rungu, blame anybody? Ourselves, we have failed to figure out how uh, what our copper does and what can we do uh, with it. Uh, uh, we want answers to come from from from, from Lusaka. Our friends no. in the in the Kenya uh, have done what? M Pesa, 
now is a leading a money transfer uh, thing, uh, money transfer platform uh, in East Africa. Right. I'm, I'm still looking for Zambians, uh, what we are leading in. I, I, maybe this floor, you can help me. At, uh, I'm a Zambians. We, this is what we are doing in terms of uh, uh, innovation or creativity. This is what we are doing. If we are not doing all, really? a, a nothing. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Sorry. Um, there's, there's, there's a statement you made uh, that I want to talk about. No, it's not that we have failed to uh, you know, find out what copper can do for us. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. uh, you see, the, the biggest problem today, and even in years uh, past in Zambia, is that politics, politics permeates every aspect of life in Zambia, right? If, we, if today we had so many cockroaches die in a particular region of Zambia, it will become a political issue. Why are cockroaches dying? Government has not done much to prevent this. You see that? We have experts in copper. We have people that are knowledgeable. The biggest problem is when this information, this knowledge is passed on to a politician, a politician sees it from a political spectrum, from a popularity spectrum. And if it doesn't make them popular, they will shut it down. You let, know what let, I'm let saying? Let me give you so, two simple examples, uh, questions. Uh, you, you add on, you go on. You go on uh, with uh, that point here. Uh, Kelvin, in Zambia, if uh, the next door neighbor starts to make iftumbo, before you know it, the entire community starts to make iftumbo. If the other one starts a small business, uh, like uh, the small business I do uh, of uh, mobile money, now it is saturated. Everyone is doing the, the, the same business. I was talking to myself. I talked to myself a lot. So I was saying to myself, yes, you do. Does this uh, show us our lack of creativity? Is this, you, you know what I'm trying to say, Kelvin? Let's Roger, probably I know talk what... about copper, which is a huge, huge thing. Roger, I know what you're trying to, to say, and I agree with mm -hmm. you. And I've said on this show before, guys, uh, entrepreneurship is not uh, uh, just a dream. Uh, entrepreneurship no, is not. Uh, let's yes, talk about entrepreneurship. Let's talk about creativity. No, 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 no. There's 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 creativity in entrepreneurship, Roger. <laughs> so if if you give me an opportunity, listen to me, right? Uh, this is not something that you acquire at birth, right? Um, to be creative, Roger, right? Uh, there are certain conditions that need to exist in a country. We talked about education. How can we transform the education system, the curriculum, to promote creativity? We have to throw challenges, okay? We have to throw challenges. But when we throw challenges to these kids, we have to provide the tools necessary for them to enhance their creativity, you know what, Roger, right? We cannot... Mm -hmm. Look, uh, do you guys remember that... Uh, I don't know if it's uh, two, three years ago. There was a kid in Zambia or Malawi that developed a, a prototype uh, windmill. <coughs> right? That is that the was Malawi, yes. That, that, that was in Malawi, yes. That's the intelligence that that kid uh, had. Guess what? 
What has happened? Let's research. Let's do this in the next uh, one month. Let's find out where that kid is and his intelligence. If the Malawian government invested any money in promoting that, that's what we need to do, right? You need to uh, encourage creativity by providing tools necessary for that creativity to, to exist and to succeed. Talk about, those tools. To Talk about those tools. Amata is actually, I don't know, agreeing with you. Creativity is the foundation yes. of entrepreneurship, yes. he says. Yes. Yeah. One yeah. of the tools. So, one of the tools, so Roger. Those tools one of the are the tools. ones I think we are talking about uh, when we talk about yes. building uh, human, uh, yes. human, human capital. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, one of the one of the tools. One of the tools, Roger, is that uh, we need to shape our curriculum based on a kid's capability or competence. Starting from grade one, you know what I'm saying? We don't need to force a kid to learn about Sebitwane, Shaka Zulu, whatever, in the first grade, second grade, fourth grade. No. We need, to, we need to have a system that recognizes that this youngster is a scientific person in mind and start tailoring subjects that border on science. And within that scope, right, we don't have to present theoretical stuff. No, we have to present mm. physical stuff. Mm. The mm. things example, that example to that one, uh, 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 Kelvin, uh, I, I, I saw it, I think, in, in one of the schools where they were trying to teach uh, 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 fifth graders about uh, the stock market. They, ne they didn't just talk about it. They had to print fake money, bring it in class. This is how it works. Oh, you have invested. Oh, you've made a loss. So children can see, can see what is going on. Does anyone, I wanted to say something at this point. Roger, I wanted to say something um, at this point. About the tools, I've about the tools I've uh, to which can help creative, to create creative minds. Go ahead. Yes, I've noticed something here. I've noticed a trend here in America. There is diversity here in America. Kids um, are given like a combo menu. You know what I mean? They're exposed to different disciplines. Because the reason why I'm saying this is because I know of many kids that go to college that, 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 that change, that they'll go to college to say, I want to be a nurse. Then maybe oh. after a year they change. No, maybe I want to be a psychologist. Oh, maybe. And that's only because they were exposed to different disciplines when they were growing up. Yes. I agree that we have to, um, we have to train or we, we, we have to prepare them, you know, for, for, for one particular discipline. But here in America, there's a combo. And that's why they are given certain chances, even in college. I don't know whether you, you agree with me or not. Yeah. But, but, Priscilla, I want to add, say something. I don't know if it's parallel or if it's the same thing, but here's the thing. What we learn, everything that we need to know in life, everything we need to know is taught to us from grade 1 to grade 12, everything. Absolutely. What, mm -hmm. what uh, uh, college just is an enhancer or helps us into what we want to do. But here's the thing, our uh, our foreign, you know, European or American counterparts have that we don't do often is that take your child to school day. 
I mean, to work, you know. So if you are able to take your child to work with you, you get they are exposed to what you do and you say, okay, I'd like to do that. Unfortunately, some of our parents, they are not, they're not working in that capacity to say, okay, they're in an office. Maybe they're, they're a marketeer. Even there, you can still take your child. But you know, the dynamics are different, you know. So there are certain mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. 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 Add on to your point. Uh, back when we, were, we had school, grade, I don't know if it was grade 7 uh, or grade 5, but uh, girls, domestic, they used to be... Yes. You remember? Domestic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What Over about you? Uh, what, uh, what about the Over here, the, the kids in high school, they, they, they can go to plumb, do plumbing, welding, web, web design, mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. something you like on the, on, mm-hmm. on the web, and he's growing up knowing how to code, knowing how to, yeah. to, to write. I, I, mean, I don't I mean, know. Roger, part of the solution lies in, in uh, leadership. Uh, let let me look at finish a, a point. I was just uh, trying to add on okay. to, to a point uh, of taking children to school to see what we were doing. But we had in school, Wakale, things, practical things people used to do. Practical. I don't know what has happened to all those things. Go ahead, Ms. Lucas. Yes. So what we can do, PAMA careers, and it's an, a point that Priscilla had, had, had uh, pointed out before. We can include trades or type of classes. Uh, I mean, and I do, we do do them, but in better to be that connection with how it's going to be in the world. Like, let's say we have kids doing woodwork. Maybe it's, I've never done woodwork, but I know there were kids who did that. But maybe it's just about how to make wood, but not so much on how you can make it into a career. Or how, maybe if you do woodwork, couple it up with, um, with a business class so that you can see that together. We used to have home economics, but we looked at home economics as training you to become a, house, uh, a housewife. But home, home economics is so much more than just being, <clears throat> doing that. So there, I think there are just a few more things, just little things that are supposed to be able to tie, the, uh, connect the dots. Otherwise, we are doing them, but I'm a dot style to connect. You know, and my friends and I were laughing and say, it had to take us to be 35 years old to say, okay, if you have a let One plus one, you know? two plus two, two. Can you right. meaning <laughs>
the fact is that they were trying to be creative, trying to figure out how to go to the moon. But instead of encouraging that, what did we do? Starting from government, we pulled them down and crushed their dreams. And this is let me connect you from your your presentation. Uh, final minutes here. I want to hear from you, gentlemen and yeah. and, and ladies. Uh, how uh, this creative uh, 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 mind the state of affairs in our country uh, are quite bad especially in the rural area uh, where uh, say for instance we want um, people who are going to develop software and yet rural area na computer time what are we going to do well that is why in our, yeah, well, that is why in our government, in our country, we have to partner with government and the private sector. How does the government afford to bring computers? What incentive is it for the private sector to say here are computers? Because if you want your kids to be competent with computers and IT, you are these software developers. They have to be exposed to computers and software. So there's got to be somebody or some government somewhere who say, okay, great, one, here's computers, here's what we are doing, and let them play with it. And by the time they finish grade 12, they will be coding and doing all these things, and that, that's how you develop it. You've got to be able to do the okay, well said. and look at the well said. Well, Kelvin, I don't know how do we push more resources. Avantu Vesu, there's quite a bit a gap here we are, we, we are leaving behind, and we are going to be responsible. Uh, as well, Roger. We are, we are going to be Roger. responsible. Yes. Right. Pushing, pushing for the resources, Roger. It's, uh, it's commitment. We have to have that heart to say, guys, this is what we want to achieve in the next 20 years, and we have to commit resources to that. If we can buy uh, golf streams, if we can buy fire trucks, we can certainly commit those resources to developing uh, our human capital. And human capital can only be developed when you have the necessary tools. Unfortunately, yes. finances are one of the prerequisites. Mm. Thank you. Mm. 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 Uh, a lot of our kids are, are, remaining, are remaining behind here. This is the question I would like us to go. What, what do we do? We are leaving generations behind. We are not going to be selfish. Uh, at least not us. What do we do? But Roger, what do we do? I know you are confused. Go, go ahead. We can, Let, let's hear. We can mandate. We can mandate our children. Go Go, go ahead as we. What okay. five minutes? Okay. What, what is the question again? Sorry, sorry. I don't know the, the question. Okay, can I ask you a question? Let me give it to Miss um, Lucas. You, you hear what she's going to say. Go, go ahead, Miss Lucas. A lot of our children who are uh, who are mm-hmm. remaining behind. That is our worry. Go ahead. Okay, I was. Uh, I, I'm, and I, I'm going to answer that. But what we can do right now, those of us who have the opportunities to go home, no matter how short our trips are, let us take time to visit schools. It can be the schools we graduated from or schools nearby where we are. Take time and maybe talk to a class. 
talk to a class for a, a few minutes, talk to the principal, my headmaster, headmistress, and say, I want to come in, inspire them. When kids see people like us, it inspires them. It makes them want to, to do better. There was a lady from Ghana who came to Zambia, and she talked about three ways that we can travel abroad. And guess what? Based on those three ways, I have done one of them because she came and spoke to us. Now, our kids who are going, who are being pushed out of school because they're not dropouts, most, majority are pushed out. No, they're not being pushed out of school. Uh, their minds are not developing. That, that, that's our mm-hmm. worry right now. Kind of Even those who are listening to 12, their minds are not developing. How do you mean? No, 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 Roger, I don't agree with you. Because you have late bloomers. You have people that come to the party late. So you're going to tell me your mother let him come across. Let him come Now, he has come when there is only one minute to go. <laughs> you mean to tell me when you were 18, your mind was fully developed? You know, it, it's the same's always. If I knew what I know now, then it ain't it ain't the other way around. You know, you you quick to say, "Oh, kick them to the curb." You know, what if somebody gave up hope on you? You know, that ain't fair. <laughs> well, you you've just caught in, uh, and the and the and the radio has told me yeah. ninety seconds to go. I could have I given you a, 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 a rebuttal. I, I could have given uh, the, the, the no, rebuttal. Roger, no, no, rebuttal. I, I agree with Rodney. I agree with him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just disappointed, Rodney. Think just about this. In all think about this. And you just came in at the last second, Rodney. No, that's not fair. You yeah. need to come in when the show starts. Yeah, I know. It's not fair. He's been, it's not he's fair. been listening to But think time. about this. Our, That's our, why our, 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 our I, was, I was in agreement uh, with Roger the whole show until the end. At home, uh, they, while their minds are still fresh, we need to push them to be create, to be creative, to be innovative. Uh, think about it. Maybe next week we'll touch it. Rodney, it's not fair. Thank you, everyone, for joining uh, this discussion. <laughs> there were other questions we were supposed to do, but I think I wanted to sit on create creativity because I think we are lagging behind. Have a good weekend, everyone.